So I'm here with David Detweiler, uh, great tenor saxophonist and professor down at the Florida State University. Uh, yes. Talking about your release that just came out, the Astoria Suite. How does it, how does it feel? Because I think I was in school when you were recording this, or nearly close after. Yeah, I well, I recorded this in May of 2019. Right. So way before any of uh, the pandemic or any anything like that, and. Um, yeah, and then there was, I was just seeing how I was going to get it released, and you know, and then I, I talked to Nick Fenzer and, and yourself, and I was fortunate enough to be able to, um, to release it on Next Level, outside of music. So, um, it took a little while, just, you know, funding and all that stuff. Sure, That's sure. It was a little bit of the delay, but finally got it out. So I'm definitely very happy about that. Yeah. What was the, um, because it's interesting because this album is kind of in two parts, I guess you could say, you know, there's a section of tunes and then there's a section of the Astoria suite. Um, I'm assuming when you thought of the album first, like the Astoria suite came first, you you wrote it and then you kind of finished it out. What is the, uh, where did that, where did that come from? Where did the idea come from to do a suite? Because it's not, uh, it's obviously much more difficult than just writing a, you know, a 32 bar form, you know? So where did that come from? Yeah. Well, so, you know, I started writing the tunes for the Asturias Suite. So four songs. Um, I started writing that um, actually after I finished a master's at Florida state. So okay. um, coming and, full circle there. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, right. Exactly. And my wife and I had moved back to New York, Astoria. Um, I had lived in New York. We had both lived in New York previously, and she had actually lived in Astoria before that. Um, I had never lived in, in Queens before. So at any rate, we, we decided that was where we are going to live uh, for a while anyway. And I just started writing some music. And, you know, without thinking of, of, of a suite, actually, when I started writing it, um, I wasn't thinking that at all. And then the, the way the tunes sort of came together, there were... Um, little harmonic devices that sort of went went through a few few of the tunes you know so um and you might not even you might not be able to tell listening to it um but i but i was i became aware i was like you know because i I sort of noticed like certain things were happening in each tune like maybe a, um, a key change or i don't know um some kind of harmonic progression so sure um so it, it started tying those tunes together, you know, and so at any rate, um, later on, a couple of years, a couple of years later, um, I had actually started, um, I was uh, up in Rochester doing some doctoral work at the Eastman School of Music. So I was studying with um, Harold Denko, great pianist, Harold Denko, um, played with Chet Baker and to name yeah, one person. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's you know, he was great. And uh, I don't know. One day we were we were um, we were talking, and I, I told him about these tunes I had, and I was like, you know, I said, oh, you know, what what should I, what do I, what should I do with these tunes? You know, I wasn't really sure. You know, um, you know, I told him about it, and he's like, yeah, why don't you just make a suite? <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, that that's a great idea. Yeah. So that sort of he actually. I give credit to Harold for sort of 
putting me on that that path. Um, and then from then on, you know, it was just the opportunity to record, you know, and then it took a couple more years to to actually be able to record it. So, um, but then you know, I had to fill out the record because four tunes is not really a, a record. So, right, <laughs> I had right, a couple right. other tunes that I had written, like a blues and a rhythm changes. And then uh, my colleague, great trombone player, Kevin Jones, um, I had played a couple of his, his tunes um, recently, and they're, they're both actually contrafacts. Um, Singularity is uh, Confirmation, and Jonesy on the record is uh, Have You Met Miss Jones? So um, I asked him if he would, wanna, if I could play those tunes and if you would join, you know, to, to record, and he agreed. So I thank him for that. And yeah, and that's how I sort of, after having this, the songs for the suite, that's what, sort of how I filled out the record. So when you're writing, because it's interesting, you know, I'm definitely, uh, I would barely call myself a writer, barely call myself, you know, and you're getting into all these things. Step one, I feel like, is everyone says, write at the piano, you know, yep. sit down at the piano, work through the chords. Um, but then you chose not to have piano, you know? So like, how did that, how did that happen yeah. with the, with the, the basis of bass drums and, and tenor sax. Did you always know that that's what you wanted to do? Or is that just something that kind of came to later or, or what are your thoughts there? Good question. Yeah. Um, because I had played these tunes before, maybe uh, once or twice, like, um, like on a gig or whatever. Um, and I had usually, I, I had used piano actually before. Um, so no, it wasn't like I had set out necessarily not to have piano at all. Right. Um, I don't know. It's sort of the way it, the way it worked out. Um, so, <laughs> well, let's put it this way. The, this, so I recorded this at FSU. Yeah. Um, the studio there uh, at Florida State. And um, Brian Gaber, who's a professor there, was kind enough to to allow me to use the facilities and he actually mixed the record as well. Um, uh, but the piano there, to be frank, wasn't great. Okay, so, you know, but I still wanted to record it and I was like, well, th these tunes would work fine if, if I just did trio without piano. So that's sure. one, one part of the reason. And now actually they ha he has a nice grand in there. So you can re-record it now, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I. I thought this it would still work, and it did. I think I feel the music is still definitely yeah yeah it's still very cool. well with with yeah. trio you know so yeah that's just again just sort of the way it fell out you know um, to, you to, know practicality to trio, creates yeah. creativity you know that's just where it, it comes down to it. Do you playing like that? You know I'm sure that you've done it in some form. You know whether you just only, could only call it trio for a gig or just like practicing with friends or whatnot. Is that, um, does it feel more liberating to have that? Because then at that point, you're almost like the pianist where they, you know, when they're, I feel, comping and playing with themselves, they can change the harmony as they want and go back to it. Or does it feel more restricting in the sense that you feel like there's a stronger pressure from you to, ver like, not to say, you don't people don't clearly outline the changes all the time, but be much more distinct and clear with what they're trying to outline. Right. Yeah, I think it, Sort of a weird, both sort of both in a way, um, yeah. but yeah, trio. You know, trio. 
without a quarter instrument is something I had never recorded before. So that was, and there are some like classic tenor saxophone, you know, chordless trios uh, come to mind, like Joe Henderson, Live at the Village Vanguard. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Sonny Rollins, Live at the Village Vanguard, <laughs> you know, again. So two of my favorite, just to name a couple. And, um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, I think it frees you up as a soloist because you're not, yeah, you're not sort of beholden to whatever the, you know, if a certain chord or piano player might play or something like this or rhythm. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you can't just play whatever, <laughs> you know, you yeah. Wanna, yeah. it's got to be, you know, you have, you have to play the chord, obviously play the chord changes, but I think it frees you up though, you know, um, harmonically and, and rhythmically in a way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to have, you know, it's so important to have a, a great drummer and bass player because to really sort of ground you and uh, so, so you can really create like that, you know, and I was lucky to have, you know, a great drummer, drummer and bass player on the, on the record. So. Man, is that, that's also another thing that's kind of, it's, it's very cool, but was it surreal for you? Because, you know, you recorded with, with Leon Anderson, like talking again, coming full circle. Like that was your professor at one point in time, you know, and, right. and it's getting to work with him. Is that, um, I don't know. It's just, it's so cool to see kind of like what that brings to the table and being able to, you know, do that there. And then also bringing in Kevin Jones and Mikhailo, you know, was it, do you think playing, I guess, in this pianist format was uh, more difficult than when you added another instrument Did that change how you were thinking of, having two horns out front, you know, because at yeah. that point, like someone can also do more like their, their harmony, I guess, has a different um, result than if there is a pianist there, you know, it's not just a counterline at that point. Like they have much more power yeah. that they can change. Well, well, number one with playing with Leon is great. I mean, he's such a great player and it's so easy to play with him, you know? Yeah. Um, so he makes everything so easy, which is, makes my job easier you know so I, I appreciate that um and you know as far as kevin so kevin he plays on two just two of the songs and the, those are two of the songs that he wrote on the record so that naturally that sort of made sense yeah you know to have him play on his tunes you know um and that was like i mean we i mean those two i think those are the first two tunes we recorded um actually and Literally, I mean, we took, those just sort of fell so easily. We took maybe a couple of takes each and then we're like, okay, I think we got it. Right. <laughs> you, know, just, you know, um, you know, obviously Kevin and I played together quite a bit for the past four years, four and a half years. So it, it was pretty, it was just a very casual and easy fit to, to play his tunes, you know? And, and we had played his tunes together as uh, we had played those tunes before. It wasn't like the first time we had ever played those. So that made it, I guess, uh, you know, easier to, to sort of, to uh, sort of fit in and together. Yeah, and they're contrafacts. So, so you already know yeah. the changes to some extent, you know. Um, right, right. Exactly. That makes sense. So how does it feel though? Cause this is your second project that, that you've kind of put out. How does it, does it feel different? Does it like the, the process Were there things that you were more prepared for this time around that you knew from your last project that you put what, like 2010, I think. Yeah. Well, I have, let's see. Um, actually the first record I put out, um, I think it came out in 
2009. And actually, Leon okay. plays on that as well. He's a drummer. Okay, Kellen. Um, yeah, and and then I put in a little. I actually did a trio CD without drums. Okay. Um, uh, that came out in I think 2015. Is your next one um, going to be without bass? Is that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully I'll <laughs> But no. Um, yeah, I think. I think the biggest uh, thing about this record compared to the those two are, um, you know, doing doing more um, publicity things and sure. just publicity all around and social media and all that. You know, I didn't do a lot to be frank. I didn't do a lot for uh, I I put those two records out myself, the first two. Um, so, you know, it didn't get a lot of. Um, support that way this is the way it, just the way it was you know it's right. it's it's okay um so yeah um you know i feel this record and the one i just recorded a couple of months ago with uh fumi tomita um called celebrating bird i think you know um you know again having support from from outside in music and and just um all the promotion and been doing some you know like this with you, Alan, podcast with you. I've done a couple sure. of interviews. Um, you know, I just found out it's going to be um, uh, one of the tracks from the a story suite is going to be on a, this Italian radio show on Tuesday or something. You know, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. It's and uh, and it, yeah, and it's so important to have that that kind of support. You know, it really helps. Obviously, it helps get the get that music out there. Right. How do you? Um, you know, obviously, you're an educator. I think that goes without saying with talking to your students at the various level, you know, whether it be masters or post-school or whomever that you're in that kind of role with, what advice do you have for them getting started on this? You know, because you've, you've been playing for so long and, and you've been working on these projects and, and learning things from the projects and the processes you go through it. What advice do you have for those that are getting started in it? Cause I think it can be a very, uh, overwhelming and sometimes people can sometimes put too much of a emphasis on it. Like it is like that, like they view it as such like a pinnacle thing, getting their first album out there, but it's really yeah. just the start of everything right. else yeah, to yeah. come after it. Yeah. Cause you have, you have to keep building on the first yeah. one, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you know, um, I think it's a step by step process, you know, making a record. It's, um, so I think you have to just, you know, take one step at a time and try not to get overwhelmed by the big picture, you know. So um, obviously having a concept for the record, I think that's important, you know, so you should have some kind of concept for it. Um, and then, the mu and then, okay, then writing, if you're going to write the music, if you're going to write original music, you know, or you're going to record, uh, you know, standards or what whatever they might be jazz standards or whatever um but you still i think you still need a concept you know so that's sort of the core of it you know just having the music and um you know and then from there i it's i think it's a good idea to sort of map it out map out how you're actually gonna you know the steps what what do you need you know what you need to get this record out so are you going to have label support or um are you going to try to put it out yourself? Right. You know, um, but that's even like further down the line. The second thing is, okay, where are you going to record? 
Right. You know? And of course, this costs money, you know, so you got to <laughs> figure your budget out. You know, you what's your budget? some bread. Yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, where are you going to record it? Okay. So you got to do that. And then it has to be mixed, you know, so is that going to be the same place you record it? Is, it gonna, is somebody else going to mix it? Okay. That's another budgetary, you know, issue. Um, and then of course you, uh, you know, so once you do that, if you, if that's done, you have to have artwork, <laughs> you know, and you have to have, uh, you know, so, you know, um, photos, all that stuff, all the artwork type of stuff. So that's another budgetary thing, you know? So all these, like, and so you should have all these steps sort of mapped out and, and budgeted out. Yes. Save know? money. Is, is know, save money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that helps too, <laughs> for sure. So, but I think if you can do that, sort of map it out, um, then it won't, you know, because it is a pretty big process to get a record out, you know, I mean, right. it's, it's not just recording. It's everything else that there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. So if you can sort of map it out really well, um, you know, I think you will have a, you'll definitely have success, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. And logistically, I think in some respects for people, especially doing their first record, that might be the easy part because there are just, there are those certain steps that you're talking about. Like you have to, like, it has to be mixed. It has to be mastered. Like there has to be artwork. Um, but creatively, did you ever struggle with that? Because I think it's really easy, uh, especially when you're doing originals, to get just like caught up in your head of like, is this tune done? Or is this done? Like, is this the right thing to put out right now? Is this really, because if you're just playing someone else's music and or standards, you know, that, that's simple. Like, have you met Miss Jones has been have you met Miss Jones for so many years. And like, yeah, it's cool. But with yeah. your originals, did you how did you know that that, that the suite was like ready to go or that these originals were, were ready to go or that yeah. that's where you wanted to take it? Well, yeah, I mean, so that's sort of an, a separate issue in a way, like, like composing, you know? Yeah. Because you could work on a, a tune and, and keep <laughs> tweaking it for like years if you, I mean, so at some point you have to tr sort of trust in yourself and have the confidence, okay, this is, confidence to say this is done okay this you know I'm, I'm done i think this is a a good um you know a good product so yeah it's it's tough i mean some of these tunes i think route in particular off the suite that took one of the longest tunes to uh to sort of figure out for some reason i, I remember I, I just kept changing it and changing it you know and tweaking it here and there you know other tunes like like song for Julie, for instance, that was just, that was very, like came out, that was it, you know, yeah. like, yeah, didn't change it much. So it depends, but at the end, the end, I think you have that, you know, the confidence in yourself and to say, okay, I, this, I think this is it. I think this is going to work, um, you know, and hopefully I think, you know, you know, writing a tune and hopefully it's like some, a tune that if other people like to play it, you know, that's sort of a goal of mine. Like not just, I like it. Hopefully I like it, you know, but <laughs> do other people like playing it? Right. You know, I think, um, you know, I think that's important too. You know, it's um, not that they'll tell you they don't like playing it maybe, but, but you know, it's hopefully you can sort of get that, that uh, energy from other people who like, you know, if playing your music, you know, so 
Yeah, you got to find those good yeah. friends that'll tell you when it actually sucks. Right. <laughs> and they're like, man, I just played this yeah, and this yeah. is just it doesn't work. This is yeah. just bad. It's <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work, man. That's yeah, that's nuts. And it's interesting. I don't know. I just like I I love the fact that it's pianoist because I think everyone, um, always thinks of adding more. You know, always like, why don't I add uh, strings or why don't I add another horn or why don't I add this and this? And it's almost, yeah. um, it's just different. And, and that's yeah. cool. It's just different. You know, how does it work without yeah. um, that? And I think, I don't know about you. I mean, of course, yeah. Joe Henderson live at the Village Vanguard. It's a pretty good record. He knew how to do <laughs> things. Um but I feel too that sometimes people think when it's just when you take the piano out, it has to be like a la Chet Baker or something, just something so simple and so like open and very crystal clear where things are going. But there's moments, you know, in this where there is that, and then there's moments where it's not. And that's like you said, it's, it's good to have someone like Leon behind you or Mikhail, right. who you can just put your faith in at that point. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. You know, um, yeah, play, you know, trio playing is, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it has, a, as I said before, I think it just presents its own set of challenges. You know, it's just a different set of challenges to, to face as a, you know, because you don't have that chord instrument behind you. So that's, so while it does free you up, but it still gives you a new challenge, you know, right. so yeah but anyway it's it's if you if you have the right players it's definitely and this you know I, you know it's definitely could be a, a fun a fun thing to do well man what are you uh what are you working on now because it's always interesting too that's the other thing that i think non-musicians don't realize about recording is sometimes like you said this stuff is two years old recorded it's now we're right. just putting through so you're working on that side of it How, what yeah what creatively is going on? Like how, I know you're teaching through the pandemic, uh, props to you. I don't know <laughs> yeah. but what, what's, what's going on. How are you staying moving on? Is it weird to have these older things like revisiting right now while you're trying to work on some new stuff and, and keep moving forward? Like what, how do you feel about all that? Yeah. No, well, yeah, the, you know, the pandemic's definitely uh, slowed down, you know, obviously I would love to tour at this or something that's sort of not on hold you know, um, so we'll see about that, you know, so I haven't started a new CD project yet necessarily. Um, that's something, you know, I, I just had this come out, so I'm sort of focusing on this and then, I, and hopefully I want to obviously get something going, you know, yeah, another, another project. So I'm not, I'm sort of undecided on that right now. I have a book hopefully coming out. <laughs> I hope cross my fingers, an improvisation book um in the summer and that sort of again that got put on hold right because of the pandemic um the publisher didn't want to put it out i hope they still do um <laughs> but anyway across my fingers i'm hoping that that comes out so that would be great um and i want to do another sort of another improv book as well um so that's sort of floating, that's sort of floating around in my head as the next project i'm gonna yeah. do it sort of a part two to this book that hasn't been out yet <laughs> So, but I think, you know, again, that's been on the back burner for a year now. And it's like sort of, it would have been out last summer or the last fall. And then it got just. But COVID. Know. Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. So 
those are sort of like you know I, but you know the first project i think priority would be to to work on this next improv book and then um after that i want to obviously i want to try to do another recording project so we'll see how have um it man it's great to hear such high ambitions there you know with working on two books coming out and, and everything but how have you worked on being um I guess motivated is the right word with all of this. Cause it's, it's hard it, during all of this to stay productive and, and keep moving forward. And then how have you, um, I guess, guided your, your students through that. If you, cause I'm sure you've seen it in your students there where they're just not as there necessarily as if things had been normal and, and everything. Cause it's yeah. hard to, uh, you know, you can't necessarily get up and go do things. <laughs> yeah. So, how, yeah. How, it's definitely been challenging. I mean, I think for everybody, um, you know, so being living in Florida, there. I mean, some some stuff has started to sort of slowly reopen. Sure. You know, so uh, there are maybe a couple of places where you could that have are having live music. You know, usually outside. Um. So, you know, it's but yeah, it's. I think it's depends on the person. I think I for students. I think some some students have been pretty good you know they're just doing their thing and i'm trying to you know we're working on our main stuff and then you can see maybe some other people are having a little more trouble with it so i just sort of try to address it if it comes up um you know but I, you know i feel that now it's like there's a light you know we have a light at the end of the tunnel now with the with the vaccine so yeah you know i think people are starting to feel a little better by now and um hopefully that'll just keep going and by the fall we'll be cross our fingers back back to normal you know quote unquote normal right right right. so yeah i mean i'm you know obviously the teaching at at fsu keeps that yeah it keeps me busy so that's (laughs) you know that's a good thing you know right and uh so you know i can focus on that and then um you know and then with whatever other time focus on any other projects I want to do but yeah I mean it, it's definitely been um, an interesting um, fall semester and spring semester um, for sure I mean I, I guess I feel a little fortunate that there are some in-person stuff happening here because some schools yeah. especially in the north like you know some some university everything is online everything right even you know ensembles you know people are doing virtual ensembles and which is it's very hard to do. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, so sort of feel for- fortunate that, you know, we can meet here and we, you know, we're meeting in big, our big uh, rehearsal rooms, socially distant, masked while playing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's interesting in itself, but it works and uh, it's been safe. You know, it's, it's overall been a very good uh, success, you know, so, you know, you be thankful for that. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, uh, like I said, props to you keeping going. Uh, the album is out everywhere now. Let's see. Amazon, uh, streaming, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, I don't know, Pandora, if people still do that. I don't really know, you know. Right, yeah. Um, Spotify. Spotify, yeah. yeah. And just congrats again. I'm sure it's going to be going yeah. on the road, like you said, when stuff opens back up. Uh, the Astoria Suite with David yes. Detweiler. The Astoria Suite is on there. And then, like he was saying, a bunch of great tunes. Have You Met Miss Jones, Contrafact, Confirmation, 
Contrafact, the blues, uh, which if you don't have that on a record, did you record a record? Right, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. That's our, that's our requirement. Um, but Dave, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, everyone go check it on out. <laughs>